hello, hello, hello. Testing, testing. Testing, testing. I've got the blues. I've got the blues. I've got the blues. Craft macaroni and cheese. Craft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> testing, test. Will you talk a little bit? I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk. I'm. Here, I'm gonna a, talk in just a little hey, bit more. Hey, you're okay. a, you're a, you're a bitch. You're you're a bitch. Fuck you. Hey, I don't want you. hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, guess what? Yeah, I think that sounds really great. Lovely. I'm very pleased with yeah. the way that this new blue do. snowball microphone sounds. Oh. Today, we're sponsored by Blue Snowball Microphone. <laughs> Doesn't it smell gringy? <laughs> Doesn't it griggy? <laughs> There's a sale at the Griggy store. And at the Geechee store. There is a clearance at the Pet Shop. And the Nation Nutique. <laughs> <laughs> and the Tet Shop. <laughs> it's Mall Madness. Sale at the Shoe Store. The shop's where you drop game that really talks. Sale at the Fashion Boutique. It's all the fun of a shopping spree. With Mall Madness, you get it all. A bank account and your own credit card. Clearance at the Sunglass Boutique. Mall Madness really talks. To win, buy everything on your list and be first out of them all. Shop. Mall Madness, the electronic shopping game that really talks. From Milton Bradley, it's the mall with it all. <laughs> hey everyone, and welcome to Carry On, colon, the Sex in the City podcast. Welcome to Carry On, colon. Yeah, there are no semicolons in this show. No. Nobody's got a semi. Fuck that little winky eye. Got a Can I tell you guys, hard we used to have date. this keyboarding teacher named Mrs. Edwards that... She looked like Ronald McDonald, kind of, with glasses, mm-hmm. except, like, gray hair. And she would, like, we we, we were, like, this was, like, I don't know, fifth grade. And we were, like, on our keyboards, staring at our computer screens. And Mrs. Edwards would walk around and, like, yell us um, sequences of letters and things to write. Oh, sure. Yeah. And she'd be, like, J, double J, J three times, <laughs> A, X, semicolon. Semicolon once, semicolon twice, semicolon three times. <laughs> and we knew she was she was like really excited when she goes semicolon once, semicolon twice, semicolon three times. Catherine, this that is when you me... would insert the friends clip uh, of Monica going seven, seven. That's what I was seven. about. I don't to know say. that reference. Yeah, it's when Monica's trying they're Monica and Rachel are trying to teach the boys about all the erogenous zones on a female. Oh. So she draws a picture and then she's like, Alright, uh, the important thing is to take your time. You want to hit them all, and you want to mix them up. You got to keep them on their toes. No toes! <laughs> yeah, for some people. All right. <clears throat> you could uh, start out with a, a little one, a two, a one, two, three, a three, a five, a four, a three, two, two, a two, four, six, two, four, six, four, two, two, four, seven, five, seven, six, seven, 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 se
Yeah, it's really amazing. cute. It's pretty great. I'll have to show it to you. Uh, my computer teacher in seventh grade, I'm not kidding, her name was Mrs. Faddis. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Mrs. Faddis. Oh, You're 100% How did you, how did you spell that? F-A-T-T-I-S. Oh. No. <laughs> yes, Mrs. Faddis. No. I'm, I'm sorry. If you're a high school teacher, you you should change your name. Oh, yeah. that's right. To avoid. Yeah. That's that's upsetting. Did you, you guys know that when we were in high school too, we, we, when we would drive through, we would go to drive-throughs. We'd say thanks, Gladys, to the fast food employees, just to think the fattest Gladys. <laughs> I don't know why we started this, but yeah. there was a Wendy's, and we would drive through, and we would like screech like banshees. We thought it was so funny, but it's like you get your food and you go thanks, Gladys, and then drive away, whether it's a guy or a girl or whatever. <laughs> until one time we pulled up, and the employee's name was Gladys, and we <gasps> laughed so no. fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, when I was in high school and I was in typing <laughs> class I remember that there were these posters on the walls each poster illustrated a different sin of typing so like the th- the bad things you could do while typing so and they were let me just this will make sense when I just say it like peck and Pete because yeah. he would peck he with one with his yeah. index fingers so the picture was of peck and Pete just slouched mm, over, just pecking. Paw. There was like slouch and Sally, because you're supposed to have, have an upright back right. when you're typing. So oh all the God, all sure. the things you shouldn't do while you're typing were represented on these mm, posters. Um, welcome to Carry On, the Sex in the City podcast. I'm your host, Mrs. Faddis, <laughs> and I'm your other host, Mrs. Faddis. <laughs> I couldn't think of a joke. And with us today is. There are your friends, okay. okay? Then there are your boss <laughs> friends. And with us today is the irreplaceable, mm. irrevocable, irresistible, uh. earring-wearing Matthew Scott Montgomery. Since when? Um, you guys might know him. It's my ultimate decadent pleasure to be here again. I'm such a psycho fan of you guys, so to be here again is such an honor. Yeah. And uh, we'll probably have a different guest on for um, next week, next week's episode, but the following episode, after the next episode, is going to be the season finale, and we're going to have Matthew and Daniel on. Uh-oh. It's going to be a party, because it's the it's going to be the it's season finale, which is yes, just crazy. I'm excited. Mm, mm, season now, two is coming to an end. if you want to see Matthew on screen, if you want to... Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Ricky Middlesworth is calling. Oh, my God. I'm hey, so Ricky, sorry. Hey, Ricky, don't we know we're time? trying to He's take trying care to of some Ricky's shit right now? right now. Um, my phone's off. If you want to see Matthew on screen, if you want to see Catherine on screen in the same time frame, <laughs> let me start over. Okay. If you want to see Matthew on screen, yeah. and if you want to see Catherine on screen, yeah. and if you want to know I'm behind the camera, I recommend that you go to YouTube yes. and check out Trent and the Dark and Stormy Night. That's right. It's a it's a short film that we Alec Alec and I directed together, mm-hmm. and I I'd be dead without him, and it's. Kat and I did a play a year and a half ago, and we adapted it kind of for a short film. So it's on YouTube right now, Trent and the Dark and Stormy Night. Mm-hmm. Do it's you know what the URL wonderful. is by any chance? I don't. No, okay. I'll post You'll it. I think it's it. like X capital H L. Yeah, line. perfect. Yes. <laughs> exactly. If you're listening to this and really want to see it, I'll have it in the description um, of the iTunes episode. I'll have a link to 
the video, Trent and the Dark and Stormy mm-hmm. Night. I will also post it's also it on in our my, It's also in my bio on Twitter, I Robot You Jane. That's right, I Robot You Jane. It's a Buffy episode. There's other shows I watch besides Sex and City, although sometimes I don't know why I watch anything but Sex and mm, City. Electronic yes, yeah. Mail. Um, and then on Instagram as well, and that's Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. So please go watch it. We put our heart and soul into we it. It's really, really good. Great. And it's, if you want it, it's so indicative of who we are and the kind of things that we like and mm-hmm. like to watch and participate in, so... Well, yeah. it's, it's so nice having you here. And of course, we invited you to tonight's episode because you're a raging alcoholic. It is. Yeah. I, it's true. I love um, to Put drink your clothes I, back on. I, I know. I'm going to go screeching down the street. We just finished watching season two, episode 16 of Sex and the City. Was it good for you? Okay. An episode that aired September 19th, 1999, directed by Daniel Algrant, who also directed the previous episode mm-hmm. that we just watched. Um, Written by Michael Patrick King. I saw that. I was oh, like, yes, yes, MPK. Yeah. Yes. And um, and with, as Matthew noticed in the closing credits, executive consultant Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Parker. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I, she's starting to get more involved here mm-hmm. in the show, and it shows, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. So we open the episode with Charlotte. And we see Kristen Davis's nipples, am I right? We, we do. We see them right through Straight the bra. Through that bra. Snap, this is I a pretty that. nipply episode, actually. It was. Yeah, yeah it was. Those, just those brown nips. It's interesting, you know, I'd love to know from the actor's perspective what what the line is. I mean, with Kristen Davis, we do see her, we see one breast right. in the course of the yeah. series. And, you know, she does wear these kind of revealing bras. I'm just curious to know, you know, is it a situation where the costume designer presents the bra to the actress and yeah. they say yay or nay? Yeah. Or is it also a situation where you'll sometimes see celebrities on the red carpet and all these flashes going off, mm-hmm. they don't realize that the dress that they're wearing is sheer right. and that you can see through it. Yeah. I also wonder perhaps like if, you know, when that bra was behind the scenes, it didn't look sheer. Yeah. But with all of the lights and things, yeah, those suddenly flashes we're in are Nipple strong. City. I can't help but think because we we always joke about how Jennifer Aniston's nipples are always poking through her shirt on Friends. Mm -hmm. Literally since season one. Almost every... I know, Matthew, you haven't watched as much Friends as we have. I haven't. Every... Almost every single outfit they have her in. I don't care if it's wintertime and it's a sweater. I don't care if it's summertime and it's it's a tank top or it's a summer dress. You can always see Jennifer Aniston's nipples poking hardcore through her shirt. And so just that makes me think... Okay, no one's nipples are made of like iron and like they're rock hard and you just can't tamp them down. Like their nipples are nipples. So my thought on that is it's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. Maybe it is. Because there's no way you're not noticing that. No, when you watch Friends and you see Jennifer Aniston, you're going to titty town. You're going to nipple nation. (laughs) (laughs) And I think there's no way that people working on that show, including Jennifer Aniston, like in the in the wardrobe room, like yeah. they know they're putting her in yeah. thinner than normal bras. Mm-hmm. I will all say it this takes though, is a little padding. I will that. say this though. One time I was at the gym and I was on a pull up bar and like the was pull it up family bar, hour or oh thank God it wasn't or I would have been were they playing boo 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 Go back and listen to the scene where Miranda's at the gym in, in the last episode <laughs> for at Family Hour, and they are playing. Uh, There's no man. So I'm at the gym. 
we've just passed family hour and I'm Praise on a I'm light. on a um pull up bar and the pull up bar faces the mirror and it was only in that moment after I had owned the these pair of trousers for so long that I realized that it was a perfect outline of my penis. Oh my god. And I didn't I really truly How didn't exciting. notice. Good thing before. you were at Golden West Hollywood. Yeah. Because everyone was appreciating what you had yeah. to offer. Yeah, wow. it's true. But but all I mean to say by that is that it's not as though I tried them on and was like, Oh my god, it's the perfect outline of my peeper. Yeah. It was only when I noticed you know I understand I, like, I as a woman I'm just going to say we are always aware of our breasts. Yeah. Not in... Not, I was about not to ask, in, are you? In no other way Does every girl know what she's doing when she's, like, walking around without that bra on? I guess I feel like I shouldn't speak for all women, but I'm going to yeah. and say yes. Yeah. It's, it's not... I'm not... It doesn't mean I'm yes, implying anything women. by what, um, <laughs> by what, like, it's not like I'm saying, like, they know what they're doing and they're asking for anything. I'm just saying they know, they probably know what they're doing only because from, from very, very early age before we even start developing breasts, we're taught as women to, like, close your legs, be a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of conditioning that goes into, like, being right. a woman and, yeah. and, we are we are aware. All right, I'm just so, saying. Fine. So anyway, we, Charlotte's we nipples. We open this episode. <laughs> we open this episode with Charlotte's nipples. Yeah, she's laying in bed. Charlotte's uh, laying in bed. It's the United Tits of Areola. <laughs> <laughs> and nipple Nation. She's hashtag Nipple Nation. Get it trending. She's having sex with Doctor <laughs> Bram Brantley. I'm just making that Bram, up. Bram Bram Walker. Okay. She's Is it ha- Bram like Bram Stoker? I think so. I love yeah. that. I wrote I've down never Bram. Known Bram. I wrote down Bram. Bram. Right next to Nips. <laughs> mm-hmm. My notes so, say, Saxon the City, Charlie fucking Bram Nips. <laughs> yeah, that's really all you need. So Ram is really bramming her. and uh, <laughs> Oh boy. But unfortunately, he's not. He falls asleep at the wheel. Snooze. Yeah. Oh boy, how yeah. mortifying. Oh, yeah, no. so he's inside her and he falls asleep. And, and she she's... says, oh my god, did you fall asleep? And he's like... Yeah. No, I just closed my eyes for a minute. I'm sorry. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. Can I point out again how here we are with Charlotte, Mm -hmm. with some, we always say that Samantha's the one who always is Mm -hmm. sleeping around, blah, blah, blah. But here we go again. Here's Charlotte with another guy that she's been dating for a while that she's having sex with. Is her vagina in the New York City guidebook? (laughs) Yeah. Does she have another tour coming through in 10 minutes? I'm not throwing shade. I I don't think, and, and get your life, Charlotte. York, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny how it's like we're kind of sold the idea that Charlotte's some prim and proper, but she's yeah. just getting as much as everyone else, if not mm-hmm. so much more. Not to mention the fact that when her sex life with boyfriend number 7011 yeah. is like has a problem, like he's falling asleep. Charlotte's the one who's like, well, gonna take a class, gonna figure yep. it out, mm-hmm. gonna yep. watch some lady do some stuff to her man so I can figure it out because, uh, you know, she's she's just a soldier. She's gonna yep. go into battle yep. prepared. Mm-hmm. Like she wallows she's for a little bit out there. <laughs> so, so are her she, she is mortified. He fell asleep when he was making love to me. Oh, he fell asleep. Sweet. He was tired. This has nothing to do with you. Has a man ever fallen asleep making love to you? No. But I'm sure many of them wanted to. I can't believe this happened to me. You want some herb tea? How about some herb tea? I must be really bad in bed. You are not bad in bed. Okay, I've got a constant comment and tummy t- Charlotte, honey, you want some tummy tamer? Uh, there was a, there's actually a great, I just want to point out there's a great transition. The wipe? 
well, what was it? There's she a says, wife at one point. At the end of the scene, she says something like, um, oh, he says, you are not bad at sex. And then we cut to Charlotte with Carrie saying, I'm bad at She's sex. She's like yeah. crying yeah. a little. I, okay, I'm, okay, so in this next scene, so Charlotte's had this terrible experience where the guy has fallen asleep. In the following scene, Charlotte's crying and she's saying to Carrie, yeah. I'm terrible at sex. Mm-hmm. He fell asleep while I was having sex with him. Both of you are great actors. And I I thought for the first time in this scene that, you know, it's very interesting when a scene is meant to be comedic. Yeah. And one of the actors is supposed to be crying in the scene. Sure. And what I noticed about Kristen Davis is that she was very genuine in Tragedy her performance. She was not playing, you know, I mean, you, you've you seen people play crying for comedy right, before. Yeah. But she wasn't doing that. I right. mean, it was coming off as funny because it was genuine. It right. was real. But my question to you guys is, have you ever performed a scene that was similar to that where your, your genuine um, kind of despair or upset is meant to be played for comedy? And if so... How do you how do you kind of balance those two things, which is you're not supposed to be aware of the audience. You're not supposed to be aware of the reaction that the you're supposed to give the audience. You're mm. supposed to be true in that moment. I don't think I've ever been in that situation before. I mean, I'm trying to think back to um, usually when it's all crying stuff, it's the stuff that I've done is pretty dead serious. Yeah, I, I don't but think, I think yeah. the answer to that, um, Matthew's directing me in a play he wrote right now. And, and um, just a general note that he gave all of us the other night was, um, ne- I don't want you ever to be, uh, to be aware, trying to be funny, really. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think the, the, the general rule, I don't know, I guess. I think that's where you get in I, I trouble with that kind with of stuff. Every kind I, mean, of I have a lot show, to say, but that's but... a whole other podcast, which would be on Disney Channel for a while and what that means and like that kind oh, of, that, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. But I think if, if any of us. Kat or I or Alec, even you acting, if they're given a scene where that was a situation, you would just, what what makes it funny is how serious it is yes. to that person. It's gotta so be real. It has to be. Yeah, right. You, know you mean? can't like, be trying to be funny. The second, if you're, if you're playing that, right. then no one's gonna, people are gonna see right through people that. People are really intuitive. Gonna, that's not gonna be funny. Is no. that, I mean, I think that's just so fascinating <clears throat> that to make it, to make the comedy work, mm-hmm. you have to completely divorce yourself from what's comedic about the scene. Maybe sure. maybe as an outsider you can recognize like okay, right. I'm not the actor right now. Yeah. I'm just a person realizing that yes, that's funny that yeah. that's happening, but when I'm in the moment, I can't I can't be aware of that mm-hmm. because it's going to come off as false. Mm-hmm. It's going to I come think off as... I think you can be aware, but I think even when you're playing straight comedy when you're when you're not supposed to be crying, when you're supposed to be funny, um, even when you're aware of and tuned into the audience and, and you're kind of, you can feel that weird thing where you can feel their energy and you kind yeah. of know what's going to make them laugh more, even though you've never done that line a certain way in front of mm-hmm. any audience, this audience, you've been with them for 10 minutes of the scene already. You know what they're feeling. You want to, yeah. even then it's not about trying to make them laugh. It's about yeah. you still have to just be truthful. Right. Yeah. Even then. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you disagree. No, no, no. Because I, I, you've done... You're very funny on stage. No, I, I agree. Well, I mean, I think... I don't think that I'm a good example of it because I do think that I'm aware of the audience mm-hmm. and I like milking things, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but even but I think milking that there's, things, you, it's... 
You know who's know. a great example of all <clears throat> Cynthia Nixon is the master of yes, all this stuff. I can't true. exactly think of a specific moment, but she's a perfect actress who can break your heart and you die laughing in the same yeah. and same breath. And she's yeah. a master at both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it takes a really intelligent person with an awareness of themselves and the audience, but also who they're playing mm-hmm. to be that kind mm-hmm. of affecting, whether it is to make people laugh or make them cry. Mm-hmm. I interrupted you, Alec. What were you? Oh, I was just going to say. I kind say... of did too because I just want to talk about Cynthia Nixon for a while. <laughs> and Always. Lord knows I appreciate it. Um, All I was going to say is I think that when you are being true to the character in a scene that you can discover things when you're playing the intention of the character Mm -hmm. or the the objective of the character that is funny that you might not find if you were trying to milk. It sure. A little bit, There's been times I mean? I'm sure on stage for Katsu and probably for you, Alec, as well, where you're you t- you take you've taken a scene seriously or we've worked hard on it, and then you do it in front of a live audience, and they're laughing at things you never even realized it's were so funny because you're living your truth as that character yeah. in the moment, Theater, and that's fantastic guys. that they mm-hmm. think it's funny, but you haven't thought of it like that because that's not where you are. Um, well, yes. I appreciate you yes. letting me take us on that tangent for a minute. Back to the episode. Yes, yes, yes. So. Um, Charlotte is very concerned that she's bad at sex because the doctor fell asleep while PIVing with her. <laughs> and we have a kind of a cool inner cut where then we then go to... And uh, Carrie offers her some herb tea. Do you, Charlotte, do you want some tummy tamer? <laughs> Bless her heart. I wrote down herb tea because I haven't heard it phrased like that exactly. I've, I've never heard somebody yeah. say it Like, he way. was pretty much of a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Don't button your nose into our conversation. Although, listening to that episode... It sounds like he says "butt your nose." It doesn't sound like it says oh. "butt." Your I don't nose. know. I re- I listened again and recorded the clip and put it in the episode. Then you probably know. Tweet us at Carry On Podcast and let us know. Is it "butt your nose"? Yeah, or favorite if you think it's "butt" nose. and a retweet if you think it's "butt." Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we're talking about our last episode. If you're listening to this one independently, go back and listen. So uh, there's a cool inner cut of Charlotte's worrying that she's not bad at sex. And then a later conversation between Carrie and Samantha, Mm -hmm. where Samantha's answer to um, Charlotte's worry is that, yes, indeed, you are bad at sex if somebody's falling asleep while you're doing it. Of course, I will point out that Samantha is very tactful and doesn't say that kind of thing in front of Charlotte. She's very encouraging in front of of Charlotte's face. but, but, But to Carrie... Samantha's like, of course it's her. And I have to say, I'm not surprised. Ever seen her on a Stairmaster? Nothing happening below the waist. Nada. No sale. How can you say that? Even if she was bad in bed, which she isn't, is it really that important? Absolutely. Who we are in bed is who we are in life. I never met a man who was bad in bed who was good at life. And just for the record, in bed, you are. Don't make me state the obvious. Can you be so sure? Well, no one ever took a nap while fucking me. And I get affirmations all the time. Honey, yeah. good in bed. Mm-hmm. I have Ain't to say, in this instance, I agree with Samantha. I feel like, I, I'm look, I'm not saying that Charlotte is bad in bed. Right. But I am saying that if he fell asleep, then you're not not really holding his attention yeah. and there's nothing there's not i mean you know i've never been in that scenario before where someone just snoozes away yeah. and if you kind of saw them drifting like wouldn't you kind of like roll over or kind yeah, of like engage in some kind of something mm. what well, i'm just i'm just of two minds i mean i see where you're coming from and i i understand that and there have been times when i um 
have felt too tired to to do anything like that. But then to once you put out to <laughs> yep, and and then when you get into it, then you sort of wake up a little bit, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, I. I mean, I was, I felt like I was too tired, but if you start to go through the motions, then, you know, I'll get, I'm speaking as a woman, because men are just always, always, always ready to go, mm-hmm. but, um, so, part of me is kind of just like, especially for a man, if you get into it, and you have that erection, aren't you gonna just keep plugging away and, like, um, uh, and want to finish? But then part of me is also like, maybe it's an the orthopedic ludes. surgeon, maybe <laughs> it was the ludes, yeah. like, I mean, he's got a very demanding job. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Part of me kind of feels like, give the guy a break. I Maybe, don't sure. I don't know I mean, what it's I've like never had it happen to me either. Sort of, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, so Samantha says, you are in life who you are in bed. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, let's talk about that for a second. I think I'm way better in bed than I am at life. <laughs> really? Yeah, sure. Alec? <laughs> there's, there's actually, there's actually. I'm doing that emoji where I just look like. Oh God. Sometimes people send me that emoji thinking it's like a smiley one. I'm like, no, so many that's people a misunderstand that emoji. Oh, come on. I, I, it bothers me. Next. There's no way I could answer your question and get out of this. Okay, so we're just gonna move. Well, wait, we're not that couple. Okay, but okay, you tell me, wait, tell no, me. Let's just more, 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 let's just, more. Let's just break this down for yes. a second. You are in life who you are in bed. Does that mean that if you're passive in life, you're passive in bed? I mean, oh. I feel like I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt by saying something like that, which is very general. I think statement. that's a. I, I think it's a blanket easy thing to just throw as, as a quippy one liner for a TV show. I don't think yeah. that's necessarily probably true. Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. Well, I mean, all right. Well, let's look at the ladies. Hey, ladies. <laughs> So Samantha is um, in life at her like you know indiscriminate ad agency or whatever. Samantha Jones, what is it? Samantha Jones public relations. Public I don't relations. think she has her own. No, she company does. Yet. She does. Oh, okay. well, I'm maybe so not sorry. right now, but eventually she. Yeah, does. eventually. I think so right she's now a she's a real. Still, you know, she's a real. Fire crotch. She's a real life. a fire crotch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Miranda. Oh. Hashtag. Carpet and drape. Hashtag Kool-Aid hair. <laughs> so she's a real pisser. Yeah. Go on. So, you know. It, I like mean, she isn't bad. You know. Oh, you gotta be careful about <laughs> Wait, that. Wait, we're Thanks not quite bee. to that episode. Yeah, yeah, right. Politically erect. We're almost there, though. Yeah, yeah we are. So Samantha's a real flattering. go-getter, which she is in bed. Yeah. Charlotte, is, in life, she's very prim and proper. Is she that way in bed? Well, I don't know. There's that one scene later in the season when she's on top of um, Trey riding him like a like a fucking riding him like Miranda. Something Miranda can be, you know, our sarcastic. I'm trying to think of. Yeah, how we describe Miranda exactly? Kind of like our glasses half empty. Our cynical touchstone, as yeah. Carrie describes her. So, yeah, later. But is she but like that in bed? bed? She's very passionate. Yeah, I was about to say like she's kind of the opposite of that yeah. in bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of um, specifically this scene. Of course, this is a very specific emotional scene they're trying to convey. But like the moment in the movie when she and Steve get back together, yeah. and it's like, and Miranda never looked back. Well. You know, almost never. And, and then it's you get that Steve doing her from behind, and she's shot. looking at him. Yeah, yeah. and it's so, yeah. so 
fiercely intimate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I and I just you know Miranda in in life is at least to the outside world she's not so intimate, but like. In bed or on the phone with Carrie, where she's saying, "I'm so fucked up." She yeah. can be very um, bare. Yeah, yeah, I think she's great in bed. Yeah. Okay. So well, <laughs> I think so many Miranda sex scenes. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I think about rock them hard all sausage. night long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rock hard sausage. Yeah. Oh god, with that baby bird hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh sick. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we've debunked that theory. Which is good. Well, Carrie's wearing I, a great stonewashed denim stonewashed skirt denim in that skirt. scene. Yeah. I have something to say about Carrie this Both whole episode, which is she's so like reductive and closed-minded, and it drives me she crazy. I want to scream. Yeah. I hate it. Well, yeah. When uh, well, okay. So well, before we get to that, because I think you're referring. <gasps> we need to, to get to that. Whenever, but I think yeah. you're referring to how Carrie reacts to the beginning of Samantha's story. Yes, line. I am. Mm-hmm. So Correct. Samantha is at dinner with her fabulous gay friends. David and David. David. One of the Davids looks like a gay Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> which I actually just Could realized that just is be just Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, the they are they have an idea yeah. that they want to they present. They take Samantha to dinner, lube her up real good with like yeah. drinks Wine. and dinner, what are we and she's like, "Wine," and she's like. This was lovely. Thank you for inviting me. And they're like, we have an Samantha is so motive. Samantha in the scene. I love every Kim Cattrall smile and look in this scene. She's great. It's this so whole great. Oh, yeah. it's so great. It seems last week, Samantha was invited to dinner by a gay couple she'd known for years, David and David. Well, thanks for a lovely dinner. It was fun. <laughs> well, I have to admit, we have an ulterior motive. What? We were wondering if you were seeing anybody special right now. Well, actually, no. Do you have a hot guy for me? <laughs> Two. No! Yes! We want to have sex with a woman. <laughs> Are you serious? Totally. I've always been curious what it would be like. Neither one of us has ever done it, and we thought it might be fun. <laughs> and then we were like, well, if we were going to do it with a woman, who would it be? And then we were like, oh. Samantha, we decided of all the beautiful women we know, you are probably the best in bed. Totally. (laughs) So the David and David ask her if they'd be willing to have a threesome because Mm -hmm. they've never been with a woman and they're curious to know. Yeah. What it's like to be with a woman. What a real pussy feels like. (laughs) Yes. Uh Uh-huh. That's yeah, right. you know. That's right. Um, and uh, inside job. <laughs> Daniel's crying and laughing. Daniel's right crying now. and laughing right now. And um, uh, Samantha, I think that'd be the greatest compliment. I, I me, yeah. listen, as a woman, I'm telling you, it, it. Well, okay. I think if any two people came to you and were like, we talked to them, we think you'd be the best one. Of like, course, but seems uh, like I'm telling this. I can only speak for myself, but but for me, I find like you know. Straight men finding me attractive is great. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. But I think top tier would be getting a great compliment from like a lesbian. Because she's a woman and she knows what it's all about. And so I would imagine that, you know, to get like full like regalia from a a woman into women would be the top of the pops. Mm -hmm. Under that, though, is like gay men because, you know, they, they... 
are great appreciators of um that they really appreciate I'd women. appreciate it if you show me some respect. <laughs> That's just Daniel. Shout out to Daniel. Just doing a Daniel impersonation of Tabitha from Tabitha takes That's over. right. Um so uh and and that's part of the reason why like for me even though I don't go very often um it's it's so much fun to like go out dancing at like the gig. Gosh, we have to go. Because again. we should go. But Hell because yeah. um because you get that like for for me I get mm-hmm. that like intense appreciation of like my legs are that ass yeah. without any of the like lascivious like you know stuff that makes me uncomfortable. I'm right. just like thank you. Right. They just want to appreciate your beauty. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. for these two gay men to come to Samantha and be like we we wanted to sleep with a woman like generally we thought what would that be like yeah. and we thought duh yeah. Samantha I mean yeah. that is yeah. just what a compliment I even thought it was interesting that Samantha was like I'm gonna think about it or whatever but like yeah. I, I thought she'd be like immediately and like mm-hmm. like woo like yeah you know yeah. what I mean yeah. like in the, if I was in that situation I don't know if I was like a 40 something woman I'd be like fuck yeah like yeah. I don't know yeah well here's I mean here's the thing I think um women are just uh statistically just more tend to be more fluid with their sexuality. So while she took a moment to think about it, by the time she talked to Carrie about it, she was like, she was saying things that are revolutionary to say in 2015. Right. Which I, which I, in in some ways, breaks my heart because because we haven't come farther in 15 years. Well, let's explain a little bit what she was saying. She was saying that, This is 2000. This is the year 2000. Even though this aired in 99, but they're just ahead of their time. And um, she was saying that, you know, at some point, it no longer matters if you're gay or straight. It's all about the individual. You're sleeping with the, you know, Being what pan Everyone will be pansexual. Yeah. And I thought that was so funny. I know a guy that identifies himself as pansexual. I he love him. We I were, don't know him and I and love I don't, him. I, I, I think I can say, it's a description on his Instagram, but he, I did a film with him. I did Southern Baptist Sissies, a movie mm-hmm. I did last year, Del Shore's movie. Look it up. It's awesome. I had love scenes with this guy mm-hmm. who was not an actor. He was a Andrew. He's an Andrew Christian model, and he's a stripper and like um, and a dancer. And so we. That's why he got cast because of that. And we did some scenes together. And um, I later found out that he has a daughter and he's been with women before. But he was, uh, as far as I understood, completely gay while we were shooting and working on things and getting to know each other. And then he told me that he identifies himself as pansexual, hmm. and he's had boyfriends and girlfriends and dated drag queens and things like that. I'm not sure there's much more. That's there's much that's more revolutionary than stating something like that and yeah, meaning yeah. it and being that person. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated and I'm personally humbled by yeah. that kind of like sure. boldness because yeah. that is people people do not understand that. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. Yeah. Um, the David and David in the scene with Samantha, they gave me this feeling that um, I can only relate to one thing, which is. I, I think of David and David in this scene as Mrs. Doubtfire gay, where, yeah, like, the first sure. gay people I ever, like, remember, like, being aware of was seeing Mrs. Doubtfire, and Robin match Williams' make a, brother make a, is gay, right. and he yeah, lives yeah, with his partner, yeah, yeah. and there was just something about David and David in this scene that had that, like, Harvey Firestein, yeah. like, and his guy, like, oh, honey, I'm so happy, <laughs> kind of, I don't know why, but it We're was We're gonna fix you up. Yeah. Um, I did think that David on the right for a second, I don't, this is a reductive conversation, I think, but I remember thinking for a second, like, that's a straight, he's straight. 
He's yeah. like, oh really? Yeah, like acting gay or whatever. Because sure. like, you, there was there was one line that he said or something, and maybe we, when listener, if you if you watch this again, or, or he says he's like, and we thought Samantha, or like says it's something like yeah. that kind of way. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is an obvious choice for like a maybe a straight person in 1999 who's like, what's it like to be gay? They probably like you know fl- yeah. flick their wrist and say it like that. Kind but of maybe yeah. it also comes back to that thing we were talking about acting wise, which is just authenticity. Where like if someone had done that really authentically, it might not have stood out to you as. Yeah as reductive and like just a simple easy choice yeah. to make. What I was what I was what we were trying to get to with that was just I have to talk about Carrie's reaction to mm. Samantha's yes. statements about yes. it's two thousand. People just date people. And Carrie was like Carrie said, I'm so disappointed in you, Carrie. Mm. Executive consultant my fresh butt. Yeah, my fresh tootie. She says my fresh noonie. <laughs> Gay is pink suede. Yeah. Oh, is it? Fuck you, Carrie. Bitch. I looked right into the mic and said, "Fuck you, Carrie." <laughs> Gay is pink suede. Have you ever heard anything more stupid? Yeah. That's I mean, like... I under. I'm not. I'm not stupid. I understand what she MPK means. MPK wrote this episode. I get it. I know. And it, and you know what? Like it's it's that kind of thing that you and we were all talking about earlier, which is. Trying to divorce ourselves from the idea of like, is it is it the people? Uh huh. Do you know what I'm saying? Is, is it, it the, the um, character? Is it the writer? Before, before we start watching, before we start watching Sex and City and recording this, I was talking to Kat about a movie that I was watching, and some of the characters in the film were using like homophobic slurs and language like that. And I had to say, are these the characters in the movie who are speaking like this? Because real people do actually speak like that, or is this what the movie's trying to say? And this is a thing that. The audience is going to laugh at, or are we laughing at the character for using that kind of language? Right. And I think maybe here it comes down to, I have to remember that sometimes these characters on these shows that are breaking um, boundaries and doing all kinds of interesting things, the characters are speaking for the audience. Right. And saying things that the that, that the writers probably think the audience will think. Right. So that it opens the door for discussion. So if Carrie's speaking for the audience here going, they're gay. How yeah. can you sleep with them? And Samantha going, oh, honey, live in the I guess now. That's probably it's giving right. an that's opportunity for the audience to identify and go with Carrie and go like, hey, yeah. yeah. What do you mean? How could you do that? And Samantha going, lighten up. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of what they're doing. Maybe. And um, I need I to I always chill think out. back to my so-called life. They never make any kind of reference to that or it never it's treated like that or no one ever says anything like that in the series. You're mm-hmm. so right. Yeah. It's it's like no excuses. Yeah. Every time you bring up Ricky, the character Ricky yeah, on My So-Called Life, I go, yeah, you're right. No yeah. excuses. Anyway. So uh, one of the things that, that Carrie gets to after her conversation with both Samantha and Charlotte is she says, every time we sleep with someone, are we secretly being graded? Mm-hmm. So real quick, Matthew. Is this a pop quiz? Yeah. I know she said, I say pop quiz, and she says, pop quiz. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Does this Hot go along shot. with the question, how do you know if you're good in bed? Well, no. My question to Matthew is, Sorry. have you ever been with an F? Oh. Um, oh. Um, who, like, completely flunked? Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the look on your face. I don't think so. I think... <laughs> This is really difficult not to make puns. I was like, maybe there's been a few D's. <laughs> but, um, no, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think anyone's completely failed. I can't think of any situation that was just an all-out disaster or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Not that. Well, I tell me about make... the D. <sighs> tell me all about the D. Which tell me one? what's the D. 
Um, what's the D? Now tell me what's the D. No, I've had pretty good experiences with pretty much everyone, really. Okay, so there's... you're like at a Montessori school. I guess so. I can't. I can't right now, I can't think of yeah. any clunkers at all, actually. Okay, you're in the gifted program. I guess. <laughs> Ahead of the curve. I guess it is. Oh, is uh, it curved? Oh. oh my gosh, earlier today I was watching an episode of Newlyweds. Yeah, Jessica I was. Simpson and Nick yeah. Lachey. And... They were on their first anniversary. <laughs> they were on their first anniversary dinner. They were at Tavern. They talk about who's curved his penis. He, he goes. He's he's pointing at uh, the, his champagne champagne flute, and he's like, "It's got a little curve to it. Does that remind you of anything?" And Jessica's like, "You shouldn't tell people it's curved." I've never forgotten that, and I'll <laughs> I'll take that to our grave, our collective grave. I'm. I think I had a D. I would say I had a D, and the D was because she just laid there. She just like a pillow laid there. Like a, you know what that reminds me of? What? Do you remember reading a, that article? One of us sent the other one about the dead fish thing in yeah. Japan. Can we talk? Can this tell is Matthew? like I hope this isn't Jangoistic or whatever. No, no, no. It's it's cultural. It's just it's just that a question fact. Mark? Okay, so well, so my D experience was a just laying there situation. I mean, it, like almost to the point where I'm like. We don't have to do this, you know. Oh, and she was like, "Nah, I'm having fun." Yeah. And I'm like, Oof. "Okay, this is not so raven." You guys, but okay. it, it was me. Oh, <laughs> she's not better in bed than she is in real life. She lied. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I'm never gonna. I read this so long ago. I feel like I made a I terrible can job. Do it. I think. Um, it was just that I read about. It was it was an article written by an American woman who had lived in Japan for some time, working and or studying. And she talked about this cultural um, thing in Japan where um, it's valued. Okay, please don't take this the wrong way. And again, for me, it's been a couple of years since I read this. So I'm not saying this is all of Japan or all of Japanese men or whatever. But apparently, some of the men prefer women to... It's a... It, the term was dead fish, and that's kind of how it translates. But oh my like, god! Oh that's, my god! That's preferable. And and she described that like, as opposed to Western culture and like American people who have sex, where we like get kind of drunk, and if it's if we're a little sweaty, it's what we're just like getting down and dirty. Yeah, yeah. It's like there there's um sort of a s- part of the culture that where it's um I I'm sorry I keep qualifying it. I'm just I don't want to offend anyone. It's just like um where they. Scr- every both partners scrub down like you just take showers you always take a good shower listen ain't nothing wrong with hygiene yeah. but it's like the in it's not in that oh, speaking culture of hygiene hygiene hey jean hey marie hey elizabeth hey cold dead brains cold brains <laughs> <laughs> hey chips and dip make me orgasm wasn't that our very first yeah. itunes review yeah. anyway um but but I'm not saying it's just cultures are different and I'm not saying it's wrong to take a shower before you have sex, but it's like, there's none of that like spontaneity. And this is what the American woman was writing saying. Like she was like, this was interesting to me and kind of like, you know, obviously for most Americans, it would be considered a mood killer to like, Oh yes, we both decided we're going to have sex, but let's stop and take a shower. But you know, it's about cleanliness, but yeah, it's close to godliness. It's what they say, but it's more valued that the woman, like if the woman's engaged in it and like, really being assertive that's I guess kind of a turnoff. Yeah. I don't know if I'm completely butchering this concept it's just I remember reading that and thinking cultures are different like Japanese yeah. men and love fucking dead or... fish that's yeah. what you're saying <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that's terrible. Oh. So, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, there, I realize there's a lot that happens in this episode. This Wait, is a very plot-heavy episode. How do you know if you're good in bed? I couldn't help but wonder. Well, um, Does you know. Does anyone have an answer? I, I think you can tell when you're a bad kisser. I mean, this is also me like taking no. it back to like junior high or how something like t- that. How, no, you can tell if you're a bad... I have kissed people who did not know they were bad kissers, clearly. Oh, I guess you're right. Or they would have stopped and said, I'm sorry. I think of a lot of kissing-wise. Dude, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... I mean, the problem is... But I mean, is, have you guys... Have you both heard people tell... Like, have people... T- is that how you know when someone goes, Oh my God, you're so good at that. Is that something... Is that a phrase you've heard? You know... Kissing? Uh, no, sex. Or anything. Oh, sexual yes. Sexual touching. Yeah. Yeah, Good. I've I'm, heard that. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I've never heard it. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, there's a lot going on in this episode. So Carrie, she's uh, walking down the street looking fabulous. So many of her storylines start with her just walking down the street. Well, well I guess she's Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, I guess when you're she's a writer and her, you look so fabulous. Whatever she said, it, it hurt some inexpensive vintage dress to go with her $300 shoes, which mm-hmm. is so Carrie. And um, she is accosted. Physically. By a burning butt. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. She gets hit by a cigarette butt and she thinks she's stung by a bee. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. I don't know where this is coming from. She's by a projectile fireball, also known as a cigarette. Yeah, that's right. Um, And there there just happens to be a gentleman there. What's his name? Patrick Casey. There we go. He's a screenplay writer. You know, he writes all those bad ones like Scream If You Know What I Did Last Summer in Freddy Land. I I resent that line. I know. You and I looked straight at each other and just shook our heads with pursed lips. We'll get, that'll take too long if I address that. I just resent it. Here's Mm -hmm. a little bit of a Sex in the City Easter egg for all of you listening at home. Oh boy. The date that Patrick Casey and, (laughs) um, and Carrie go on, the location is the same location that she and Sty Guy go on. No, I bet you're right. Who's of course I'm right. Oh my god. Sty Guy is before she goes out with Burger. She but has it's a before date. her first date with Burger yeah. and she's nervous about going on a familiar. date with Burger. She goes on a blind date and it's the worst blind date ever and they're outside on a patio and a bird lands on his head <laughs> oh, yeah. and then um, and then she a, flicks water and he gets a sty he has oh, a sty yeah. in his eye he, and he turns the entire table over and she yeah. realizes that like her dumb blind date starter date to get over her fear of her first date with burger was this guy's like burger date like it was his like high uh-huh. pressure date and so yeah. he totally fucked it up by like you know got it yeah, yeah. So, um, but you're absolutely it's right. The same it location. Is so, the same. enjoy that. Right. Um, Thank so, you. they have a very like zippity zoppity great day. Pretty charming. Yeah. Very charming. Do, He's handsome I, in an Eric Roberts kind of way. <laughs> he is. Can I ask you guys just a dumb question that has nothing to do with <laughs> quite with the episode? Sure. Is there ever a time in your life when you're walking down the street and you don't, you have so little purpose in where you're going that you, can meet someone and decide spontaneously to go stop for coffee because no. I can tell you never in my no, life no. am I walking around she's just she, they're just both like mm, meet cute coffee 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 then they go and of course like when they're into coffee Carrie's like oh I have to go right but it's like I'm always no, I'm always I don't think that's ever always happened. on my way somewhere important yes like work 
I have to, after work, I'm either on my way home or I have to do something before I go home. There's never, like, leeway. Right. That's not just me. No, it's okay. not. Well, maybe it's different because it's New York and everyone's walking around. I can I think of times that, where I've, like, but... gone out to dinner with friends, had things to do later, but then dinner turns into going out dancing, turns into yeah. a crazy night, and I didn't plan on that and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's the same thing, except it's because you're walking, you run into more people, and that's more of yeah. a possibility in the city. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, go ahead, Alec. Thank so you. no, that's um, I needed that. So they so they have this they have this date, and Carrie she she leaves, and then she decides that she's walking out. She's gonna give this guy her digits. Yeah. Ooh, she's um, living her life like it's golden. Living or living or living her life like it's. So she uh, she gives him the digits, yes, and then girl. we've got another great cut to in this episode. Um, where she's like, oh, I'm not worried about when he's going to call because I know he's going to call. Yeah. Cut to her with He hasn't Miranda. called me in three days. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the classic, like, and you know what's interesting is I think that this has uh, this kind of thing that used to be such a, um, like, kind of uh, trope in TV and movies of the why hasn't he called me because how technology has changed has kind of phased out a little bit. Right. I think some people might say, oh, well, you could say, like, why hasn't he texted me yet? Yeah. Right. But I think that why hasn't he called is a little bit of, a, like, a nostalgic kind yeah. of, like, that's you don't really encounter that anymore. Yeah. Um, totally. But people, what I think it is now is it's not even, like, oh, why hasn't he texted me yet? Now people are very neurotic about how much time goes on between texts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I texted and you have that him. Dot, Especially dot, if you have read receipts, read receipts on your phone. You yeah. have that, I do read. not have those because I hate them. But if you have that dot, dot, dot with texting. You have the dot, dot, dot. looking at that and then it goes away and you're like, oh no, they started typing and then they forgot. I would like to say that I love the scene between Carrie and Miranda so much because Miranda has such great business to do in this scene mm-hmm. where she's like making the bed with, was it Florentine? Peach was that yes. the name of yes. best friend? Yes, and she's it was. like, I'm you know trying to uh, just experiment to make my bed a better, uh, more bed I forget karma. the exact yes. line. Yeah. yeah, if, if I, if I, it's like, a place I want to be, then maybe other people. Will but like want Miranda to be doesn't get a whole lot to do in this episode. Just no, things, yeah, some things happen to her. But um, I thought I thought Cynthia Nixon does such a fun job in this scene because it's like she makes such a meal out of everything that she's yes, doing. she and the does. Business is really fun. Yeah, I think it's a fun. It and is I like fun. the color Florentine Peach. And I was really concerned when she discovered the little weird thing on her pillowcase. Yeah. Yeah. I said, "Oh shit!" Yeah. yeah. Come on, how could he not call? It's been three days. Give him 12 more hours and then send him off to the island of lost men. Well, I don't want to send him there. I like him. Can you believe that someone actually had the nerve to call this color Florentine Peach? I can't believe you had the nerve to spend this much on sheets. It's an experiment. I'm trying to change my bed karma. I figure if I can make my bed a place I really want to be, others will feel the same way. Ah, the field of dreams. Exactly. If you build it, he will come. The thing that gets me is I'm not usually wrong about the phone number size up. I don't put it out there unless I'm pretty damn sure it's coming back. I'm either really loving or hating the color. He thinks I'm ugly. Oh my God, get a grip. A guy doesn't call you for three days and you're ugly? What's your point? Pillowcase. It's amazing. We can feel totally good about ourselves. And then it all goes out the window if the guy doesn't mirror that right back to us. This has a little weird thing here. Damn it. 
Does everything I bring into this bedroom have to have a flaw? That that really scene um, really like it found a special place in my heart and reminded me of my husband Ricky Middlesworth and how we love yeah. redoing apartments That's and right. trying sheets on beds. You guys and are engaged things. now, right? We are. That's we yeah, are. I'm it's really official. happy for you guys. Thank yes. you. Congratulations, so much. Alec. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, just, uh, we're, I guess we're kind of Well, to... I say we go, I, I say we hop to we the Samantha to... storyline. Yeah. Let's do that. So Let's what happens? It. Samantha decides, I'm going to go through with it. She's and then gets death. to, she's yeah. in the, we, we join Samantha in the bathroom as she, I guess they're at her place. She hasn't moved yet, which is annoying, but I think she moves in season three. She mm-hmm. definitely moves in season three. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for her to get to the meatpacking district. But for yes. now, we're in that boring sleigh bed with her big wooden whatevers. <laughs> yes. But she's got David and David waiting for her in bed. And mm-hmm. she's in the bathroom looking at herself in the mirror. Looking and great. the voiceover lets us know that she's, you know, she's not so sure. Yes. But then she makes her way into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And she looks down at the floor and then says, David, David, I'm just not sure I... And then she, her eyes find those two men who are standing there look looking great. fierce. Yeah. They look so much better with their clothes Amazing off. Amazing yes. bodies, big, thick bulges. Yes. And Samantha goes... boxer brief. Yes. They to say, Adana. you look great. And she goes, what the hell? Because yeah. she sees those dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. She's looking at those bodies and those bulges. And yes. she's going, look... We're we're all God's children in the dark. Yeah, Let's, that's right. You know, and yeah. she's like, I just love Dick. Like, who cares yeah. if they're gay? And they start going at it. And it's they pretty. They do. They're yeah. both. They're it's, both working on one nipple each. It's she's very got a like man sucking on, on those teeth. Yeah, yeah like, it's a little yeah. weird. It was a little weird because it's. Uh, yeah, I was like, Ugh. in retrospect, it seems more charming and fun than it, it was more uncomfortable to watch. But I, what I thought was so. Did uncomfortable you know where was it was that, going? Did you remember? No, uh-uh, okay. okay. That, what I thought yeah. was so uncomfortable was that they're like sucking on those nips, like but like between her, be, be, like through her nightgown. Yes. And I'm like, and Samantha's like, you know, reaching ecstasy or whatever. I'm like, is it Nirvana when someone like suckles on your teeth through your nightgown? Here's right. what I think. Here's here's my interpretation of that moment. Is just, um. The novelty of doing what she's doing mm. could get her in, whipped up into okay, a frenzy. I see. Yeah, do you know I'm what I mean? You. Like, if you're doing something you don't normally yeah, do. Yeah, that's right. Or that's if, right. like, if you've ever had someone kiss you over fabric and you're like, why don't you just pull it off and kiss me on where on my skin, please? Yes. That can be just, like, really yeah. exciting. That's where I think she's coming from is she's got... She's got Two men, Amanda. Amanda. She's got a David on. Shout each. out to Amanda. <laughs> um, Samantha can't get enough Amanda of that one kiss. dick. Like <laughs> no matter, no matter what, she needs that dick. She's yeah. got two men. Yeah. yeah, she's probably really excited. That's Maybe true. she gets a lot out of nipple play. Some people do. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Anyway, Everybody, I love it. So they are kissing on those nips yeah. and then they start making their way down to that making my way downtown <laughs> watching that his is as in a home back that song always bothered me because it says what's the the lyrics of the chorus are if I would fall into the the sky sky. do you think time would pass me by and i know i'd walk a thousand miles to just it doesn't actually make any yeah you read that sense makes no sense yeah that person's on some drugs no sense um but they they go down to that that downtown split downtown georgia brown and the the two men are kissing their way down there and then they look at each other and they look at amanda 
<laughs> what is going on? What is happening? You guys, I've had, I've had a glass and a half Who's of wine. So, so they turn and look at a man who's in the corner. Maybe I've just nicknamed Samantha's vagina. Yeah, <laughs> her Amanda. Amanda. Her Amanda my loves Rebecca. your schooner. <laughs> my Rebecca loves your schooner. They belong together. So they look at each other over Samantha's vagina. Yeah, over Samantha's vagina. And they, then Amanda. they look at <laughs> They look at Amanda, then they look at Samantha. And they say <laughs> Amanda's such a hilarious super vagina. They're calling it Jennifer. Stop looking at my Amanda. Oh man. Okay. So they look at Samantha and they say, "Can't." I know. We're sorry. We can't. They say, "I wrote down. (laughs) It's very pretty, but no." Yes. And then they're like, very funny to me. Do you want to go get some? Let's get some gelati. What gelati? By the way, and he he says, or what does he say? Gelati's the only guy I remember. Or something, and he goes, whatever. (laughs) I'm trying to understand the thematic implications of Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. Oh my gosh, that's right. Amanda. Amanda, yeah. touch my Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really won't. We are so gelati. gay. Get some gelati. Pink is gay suede. No, gay is pink suede. There we go. Uh, gay is pink suede. Okay. Pink uh, is gay suede. Now, is, before I we... Said gay is... Yeah. Um, before we uh, go on... Um, we haven't gotten to the alcohol or stuff yet. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Right. That's right. Because it's boring. Yeah. Um, but we will. So um, I want to point out two mythology things. Yeah. Two things that we can appreciate learning about the girls Ooh, in this yes, episode. Yes. Yes, so yes. Carrie admits in this episode, and let's not forget, and if we ever have a Sex in the City-themed party, we must put this on the table. What is it? Carrie loves... <laughs> Reese's Pieces. She corrects herself. She says, herself. It, she yes, says she it twice and corrects herself a little. Reese Pieces, Reese's Pieces. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote down Reese Pieces. But it's one, it's one of Daniel's and my yes. number I, one uh-uh. pet peeve is yes. someone saying it's Reese's Pieces, or even yeah. someone's like, "Let's get a Reese cup." I'm like, <laughs> you can fuck Reese yourself. Pieces. Yeah, that makes me yeah, feel if you physically wanna, sick. If you want to reverse endear yourself to me, just yeah. say Reese Pieces. Yeah, but I love that she loves Reese's Pieces. I do too. Oh, it's yeah. like uh, that's so. She universal. and ET have that in common. Yes, mm, that sounds so good right now. Oh, I love pieces. a Reese's piece. Mm. Oh. <laughs> um, and then the second mythological thing, maybe this isn't mythology, but I do want to point out that Miranda says in this episode that she dated a member of Overeaters Anonymous. She did. And yes. I want to say that will not be the last I Overeaters know. Anonymous person that you maybe wait. Yeah. It won't. So just interesting. No, you're absolutely. I noticed that to too. That's absolutely interesting. Later in the series, she dates an overeater who overate her. He That's right. Her. He, he's got a messy mouth. He's yeah. covered in her in her pussy juice. <laughs> he's covered in her Amanda juice. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Um, That's oh, an inside joke with us for the rest Carrie, of our lives. I hope is. you know that. Ca- Carrie. Carrie. Uh, g- 
and Patrick Casey. Yes, Carrie doesn't get a sex. call. Well, she doesn't oh, get a call. Sorry, from yes. Him. Oh, sorry. Yes, back so it up. She, back, yeah. back it up. She runs. Back it up. Back, back, back it up. She runs to him on the street during, I guess, another one of her aimless walks. Yeah. And he's with another gentleman, and probably uh, his lover. Yeah, and he's yeah, because like, if he's with uh, someone who's not Carrie, he must be gay. The next day, I was in the village looking for the perfect seven-dollar vintage dress to go with my three hundred-dollar shoes when I had a choice. I could turn around and run away, or I could smile, be brave, and walk on over. Hey, hi. So what, Saturday's the day you stand on the street and smoke in the village? Hi, I'm Carrie. We're kind of in the middle of something. Oh, right. Sure, sure, right. Uh, okay, bye. It's just on my way to Perry Street. This is Perry Street. Bleaker. Bleaker. I, I meant Bleaker. Okay, bye, and goodbye to you, too. Gary. Listen, let me explain. No, 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 I'm embarrassed. You know, you're obviously, you're in the middle of a, a thing with your lover or whoever, Whoa, no, and I'm no, standing no. there all... I'm not gay. I'm an alcoholic. We were just waiting for a meeting to start, and I, I wanted to introduce you, but it's supposed to be anonymous, so... Well, you know, I, I really wasn't getting the gay vibe from you. It's just, uh, he was so cute and... and uh, I never you... called. Right. I was freaked. You know, I've only been in the program 11 months, and my sponsor said I really shouldn't get involved with someone for a year. And so... Well, okay. So maybe you'll call me in a month. It doesn't bother you that I'm an alcoholic? Oh, God, no. No, I love alcoholics. Hell, I hope to be one someday. That was a joke. It's not funny. Yeah. But it might be, after a cappuccino. You know, what the fuck? It's only a couple of weeks. Would you like to go out on a date sometime? I can't think why not. You call me. So I accepted his kind invitation, because when you think about it, aren't we all in recovery from something? Drinking, drugging? Our last relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Gay as pink suede. God, Carrie, what is our problem this episode? So, um, you know, he's like, I'm kind of busy right now. And then he pulls, you know, Carrie walks away a little. And she very passive aggressive. He's like, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt with things to you and your lover because, you yeah. know. And he. What Everything's does he do? about you, Carrie. So what does he do? He goes over to her. Tell me, Alec. He goes over and he's like, I'm sorry, but I'm an alcoholic. I didn't want to out my friend as being an yeah. alcoholic. It's so, anonymous. So I didn't call you. I'm not. I'm 11 months sober, and I'm, and my sponsor doesn't want me getting involved with Fair someone. Fair enough. Yeah. Within yeah. a year. Fair so. enough. But you and know then, what? He says, "Fuck it. Let's just go on that weeks. date. Yeah. It's just a few weeks." And then we kind of drift into the "Are We Sluts" storyline. Where right? Which. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, which comes later? Which comes in season yeah. three? Um, so we haven't gotten there yet, but they do explore that in a different episode, which is just kind of Carrie's, uh, not wondering if she's a slut. She's just wondering why he doesn't want to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she keeps or kind of leaning kiss, into it. Uh, yeah. yeah she, wa- she wants kiss. a kiss. I think it's three dates and they don't even And she kiss. even says she can feel his, you know. His up and, what is what she Mordecai said? or whatever we <laughs> name his penis. Mordecai? I don't know. Amanda. So, <laughs> so, but what he eventually admits is that he doesn't want to go up because he's never had sex sober. He doesn't know if he'll be any good. Yeah. But he eventually says, fuck it again. This is like his life mantra. And then there's a kind of an uncomfortable... Where he's like, screaming yeah. and going... Oh yeah! And he's 
like on yeah. top of Carrie, but it's kind of, if you guys watch the scene again, and then he kind of like you know pulls it out and rolls on over because this is TV and that's just how we do things. And yep. And it's no one takes care of anything after that. But nope. um, he kind of <laughs> like true. rolls around in bed. He's like, yeah. But like you can't see Carrie because she's no. so tiny like in bed. Kathy said, where's Carrie? Yeah, and then, then she like climbs, like hands shoot out from underneath the covers and she pulls herself out of her grave. And then yeah. she kind of shows up, whatever. And then he jumps up and down the bed like two monkeys in I the bed falling and without... bopping their head. <laughs> <laughs> no more monkeys jumping on the bed. And yeah, he... Mama called the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. green grass grew all around, all around. <laughs> um, and so, like, he jumps up and down in bed. And he's excited because he had, he had um, sex without beer. Yes. And, and he screams that much. Yeah, and then he, like, you know, they, they smoke cigs in bed together because they're, that's how, that's one thing they bond over is the sm- that smoking stuff and then asks if they can do it again. But this is another one of our rare, although not so rare, now that I'm kind of seeing mm-hmm. the earlier episodes of Carrie in bed kind yes. of scenes. Yes. I think she didn't have a lot of them, obviously, a lot less than the rest of the girls, but yeah. she has them more than I, that I built it up in my head that she does. I was yes. like, oh, yeah. SJP, she doesn't do those sex scenes or she doesn't show those. But, like, you see those nips through bra every now and then. Yeah. Sure. Like, I'm a sex scene yeah. too, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the, the ladies, Charlotte has decided in order to satisfy oh, yeah, her so man, well. and to me, this little sequence here is the kind of only thing really worth remembering about this episode, yeah. but, um, she I has, love it so much. She's decided to, um, sign up all the girls for a tantric sex class. The sex class happens to be in this, like, random lady's... Apartment. Not random, she's supposed to be a genius. So she's like a genius or whatever. By the way, kudos to Charlotte because when she thinks she's bad in bed, oh, she's going to fix it. Yes. yes. No, I, right. I, I appreciate that. Big ups that. to Charlotte. And yeah, so right. here's, a, here's another good example. Like in the previous episode, we were talking about how the Wesley character, Charlotte's brother, was just not believable. He didn't own the part. I'll say the woman who played the tantric sex woman... I don't. I think she's actually a tantric yeah, sex woman. Sure. Like, yeah. I don't think that's an a- an actress playing the yeah. role. That that woman is just that woman. Yeah. yeah. So, um, she's talking about the uh, the lingam. Um, you guys, I took the liberty of what of looking up lingam massage. Do you guys want to hear about it? Yeah, I do. Get ready. I don't know okay. what we were missing off screen when she was doing all that lingam massage. Well, okay. I have drawings. Is it just like a fancy hand job? Basically. Okay. The Sanskrit word for the male sexual organ is mm. lingam and is loosely translated as wand of light. In Whoa. tantra or sacred sexuality, the lingam is respectfully viewed and honored as a wand of light that channels creative energy and pleasure. Orgasm is not the goal of the lingam massage, which she says in the episode, Mm -hmm. although it can be a pleasant and welcome side effect. The goal is to massage the lingam, also including testicles, perineum, and sacred spot, prostate, so I guess you're getting inside the butt there. Uh Uh-oh. Externally. Allowing the man to surrender to a form of pleasure he may not be accustomed to. From this perspective, both receiver and giver relax into the massage. This is the part I find interesting. Men need to learn to relax and receive. Because most of the time, men are giving. Men mm-hmm. are thrusting. Men are putting a penis into an Amanda. Mm-hmm. Traditional sexual conditioning has the man in a doing and goal-oriented mode. 
The lingam massage allows the man to experience his softer, more receptive side and experience pleasure from a non-traditional perspective. And then it goes on to explain how you do it. And there are drawings like this. Oh. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. Let's oh, see if wow. Let's find another one. Um, so it's about it's about just staying in the moment for a while. It's about yeah, it's it about sit. Yeah, it's about the man receiving yeah. something, letting but without it kind the of gestate. goal, and but without the goal being orgasm. It's not right. a hand job. Yeah. I'm not, it's just about the man enjoying a, a nice massage that happens yeah. to be on the penis. Do you have to let it lingam? Do you have to? <laughs> Do you have to? <laughs> Slow clap, Alec Wells. Wow. You're always yeah, in like charge, large and in charge. So, so the, the lady's demonstrating the lingam massage. Yeah, so Alec. this the sex therapist woman is is lingam massaging this like, you know, college professor looking hippie guy. He has like a pony, right? He's yeah, like he's a... got a total pony, and uh, she's really going to town. Your pony, and... let's do it. Go ahead, Alex. This I will also note to the listener that the sound design in this scene is really gross. There's a lot of like there is? Yes. Yeah, kinda. Oh yeah, Yeah. there is. There is. Yeah. And so I kinda gross. I I have to agree with Charlotte in this scene because um Miranda and Carrie and Samantha are very loudly and aggressively. It's just like a dozen women in a living room. So it's like if they's laughing and things like that, and like everybody's hearing every word. And and those these girls there is already in seasons one and two a tradition of these women talking to each other in the middle of a yoga class, etc. Right. But this time it it really took the cake, and I yeah. was about I was about to reach through that screen and slap them, yeah. slap them. Yeah. You don't talk in class. Right. You know, I, I also <sighs> I also want to point out that, and I I would really love to know if if you guys have ever been in a situation like this, but I've never been in a situation. Where I'm in a room and someone's actively masturbating another person um, in that room. No. No. Um, and so that's why I think I said during the episode, I turned to like not. I turned to Alec and was like, "Does this happen in real yeah. life? Like, is this a thing where it's like sex I'm, class and I'm here comes a man?" Sure. Really? That you? I'm sure you can find it if you know where. Maybe to I'm look. just like I'm a sure naive little naive. Well, I do know that. Um, uh, what's it? Nina Hartley, the porn star. She will give classes on um, all kinds of different things at the Pleasure Chest. Mm-hmm. The Pleasure Chest has it like a series. I know, series but do of, they like bring a dude out and he lays look, in front of everybody? I don't know, but that's right given down the that street from my apartment. I know it is. Given that it's, um, I should go tell Nina what up. That store is um, is so well maintained, and it's it's like a nice place to it be. It is. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't. I mean, she might be demonstrating on like a like a dildo or something, but I mean, I don't know. I w- it's West Hollywood, like it's 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 a big city. It's L.A. Like I wouldn't put it past. What is it? I mean, it's illegal to like have sex on the street in public, but if it's a group of willing people who've shown up and and they want to learn something, who's gonna go like report it to the police? I'm that I'm really impressed at how um, normalized everyone is in the class. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Like, okay, so just to kind of uh, get to the climax of the scene. <laughs> all right. Um, the uh, it's not, it's gentleman. It's all about, but yeah. Yes, yeah. well, thank you. Um, the gentleman. <laughs> the goal of lingam. Lingam. He, uh, he ejaculates, and it hits Miranda right in the face. Watch what I'm doing here. If 
You can master this. Your man will always be faithful because once they go tantric, they don't go back. You go, girl. See that? Can you all see this? Oh, my God. He's gonna... And just like that, Miranda got hit by Old Faithful. <laughs> What's funny? In her Kool-Aid hair. And the thing is, it's on her nose that too. is so, that would be uh, traumatizing to me mm-hmm. if that happened. Oh, like, I might, I might throw up. It's yeah. a stranger's body to juice me, it's, on you? To me, it's so, this, that sequence is so, not unrealistic exactly, but it's so outrageous that my mind shuts down and I can't fully <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, appreciate what I'm looking at. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this this um, chalk white wide out like <laughs> yeah. dot it looks of like liquid Elmer's fly. glue. It does. Yeah. It just like politely flies in her forehead and she yeah. doesn't even know. She's like, what? Why is everyone laughing at me? You yeah. know what I mean? Like all of it is it seems so... It, fake or something to yes. me that yes. I can't Agreed. connect to it yes. and react. Uh, if it were real, if that were reality, oh. So, trauma. Yeah. So, Charlotte takes the things that she's learned. She goes she's home. She's a and, studious student. Yeah. She goes home and she gets on that bone. Yeah. And give she, a dog says, a bone. hey, listen up, Bram. Yeah. And then I guess that's the end of that, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they get married. No, yeah. she disappears. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't he exist just in the next episode, right? He just never appears again. No. But he's real. I thought that actor did a really great job of, I mean, that scene, we come in mid-coitus, as it were. Um, the, it, the shot opens on him. And he's just like completely like confused, but like wildly stimulated. And he's yeah, like, "What yeah. are you doing?" Yeah. Ah. And yeah. she's like, "If she's I so want to take a guy, come in the eye. It's none of your jizzness." What? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Did you just make that up? No, you, please. None of your business. If I want to take a guy home with me tonight, it's, it's none of your business. business. I've never oh, heard that. You don't that. know that song? Oh, Get your God. life to it. Well, later. listen to this clip so now. I had you never like heard that before. <laughs> I'm not very well versed in my salt and pepper. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Um, they have a commercial right now, actually, <clears throat> out, yes. and I can't remember. They're doing Push It, but I can't remember what the product is, which means they did a great job of advertising. <laughs> but the only thing I saw in the commercial, I was just like, oh my God, it's salt and pepper. And they were like on an elevator, and someone gets on the elevator with them, and like Spinderella is like spinning her spins. Anyway. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's just go. So ahead while they're and in the sex up. tantric class or whatever, Carrie says to Samantha, yeah, Amanda. She says to Amanda, "It's like saying I think John Casey Patrick is." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could line up Patrick Casey and Bram Brantley with a line of twelve guys, and I could not tell yes. you mm. which. Yes, yeah, so they were very forgettable. Couldn't tell you, and, uh-uh. but um, she says, "I think I think." He's addicted. What's his name? Patrick. <laughs> I think Patrick, Patrick is addicted. <laughs> I think Patrick is addicted to me. Yes. Yeah. Addicted because he keeps yeah. wanting to have that sex, 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 this sex. This is normal more, more, and I'm like, stop. So Vaginas Carrie can't take all that. So Carrie, I you know, look, Carrie is I feel like on a on an upward trend of finding very um, diplomatic ways of dealing with 
sensitive situations. Yeah. In this episode, you know, he's he's just hitting that too much, and he wants to come up. And he says, I love you. The fi- that's, that's the, the final that's straw. The final straw. Yeah. He goes, they've I been a week and a half of dating. Yeah. And he says, I love you. And she's like, listen, no, you don't. Yeah, you so don't, Carrie's like, okay, let's. And he's like, are you breaking up with Maybe me? we need some time apart. Is what she says. Call me tomorrow. We'll see each other next she's week. Like, go to a meeting. Go home. Yeah, and he's kind of very stoic. He obviously he's upset, but he's very kind of stoic about it. He asks her if she's breaking up with him. Yeah. Can you break Kat, up with someone who's not episode. your boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. When we were watching the episode, Cat out loud goes, <laughs> "What are they boyfriend and girlfriend?" I, don't, I have a problem with that. I yeah, don't I understand. do too. I do too. I definitely yeah. do. She wakes up in the middle of the night to the dulcet tones. Of his drunken yelling. Yeah. Saying, Carrie, you fucking whatever. Yeah. I love you. you. Drove, yeah. If I let him So, and because <laughs> all alcoholics are crazy. Right. Because yeah. that's how. They're, yep. they're just a joke. He takes yeah. off all of his clothes and kind of stumbles and down. And you see yes. that butt. You and do. And I want to know that like, all lean forward that looking for that butt. I want to see that butt. I want to see that butt. And uh, so he, you know, it's like, it's that quintessential, like, New York TV scene where he's like, Carrie, I fucking love you. And then some random guy's like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't have time to get into the whole, like, alcoholics as caricatures of themselves. And, like, it's yeah. a TV show, so they're just using this one thing to, like, express an idea, blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah. we love you, addicts and alcoholics. It's yeah. really fine. We understand it. It's it's not, you're yeah. not all crazy. Yeah, it's not, we're so not we're just oxygen. all people. And, and you know, Carrie has a line, like, aren't we all in recovery from something? Yeah. Um, cigar- drinking, uh, drugs, drinking relationships. drugs, relationships. And I'm, like, kind of in a way, like, we're humans. We're all in pain. Some people are hardwired to respond differently to substances and need them and some people aren't but Addiction's a disease, we're all blah, blah, blah. we're all just we're all just fucking people yeah. we're all just fucking people I feel yeah, like <laughs> you know I'm grading them yeah I deep. haven't said this in a while but I I feel like this is an episode that I don't need to really watch again. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the sequence in the it's sex It's one that class. kind of exists outside of time where there's no the story isn't Move, taken anywhere or it's not, yeah. it doesn't move the story forward with any of them mm-hmm. this is like None everyone's, of them, you're right. everyone's single you know no, what I mean? that's interesting everybody's single in this I episode. mean well Carrie has a serious boyfriend at some point <laughs> during this fuck episode. you Matthew fuck yeah. you but you know what I mean like well yeah. no I guess Charlotte's not because Charlotte's never Charlotte always yeah. is some dude I mean not really but you know what I mean like yeah. Charlotte's the one who's seeing this guy we've never heard of yeah Miranda's you know the last shot we get of Miranda is her like wiping her hair with a tissue in bed like come on guys yeah like so stupid, but her her bedspread looks great. You know, oh, what it mean? looks really good. And then good. Samantha's tight. I mean, that's the end of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then we don't see from some Patrick again. Nope, that's we it. never do. Because like that's Patrick. his thing. That I when they introduce the alcoholic idea, I'm like, oh, okay, this is his fatal flaw. This is me the thing where he does that weird thing in bed at one point. And that's why Carrie doesn't want to yeah. date. You know what I mean? Like, yep. there's always, guys are disposable and they have that one thing that you know like mm-hmm. makes it not last long. And he's an alcoholic and that's his thing or whatever. Yep. Um. Well, uh, I appreciate you being so honest and open about your alcoholism. <laughs> um, and it was so lovely to have you on this episode. I'm, I, I love it. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Thanks for having me, guys. I love um, the show. Please love check guys. out Trent in the Dark and Stormy Night yeah. on, YouTube. on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at Carry On Podcast, on Twitter at Carry On Podcast. We're on Facebook. Um, we really love 
and have proven that we will read your yes. iTunes reviews on air. Um, and we'd love to hear from you on any of those platforms, but we love getting iTunes reviews because it helps more people find us. So, And all we want to do is just talk to more of you about, about the show. So do that if you're so inclined. It really, It's really actually pretty easy, so don't be mm. fucking lazy. <laughs> Get off of your Amandas and yeah. go write a review. Stop diddling your Amanda. Stop twiddling your tittles. <laughs> and until next time, carry, carry on. on.